With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey to all my geek and geekettes out there. Welcome to episode 198 of Geek Soul Brother and the Nerdy Venoms. I am, of course, Geek Soul Brother. And in this episode, we talked about Oscar nominations. We started out with the news, uh, having a lengthy, lengthy discussion about Oscar nominations. Uh, what we thought got snubbed, what we're happy about. Of course, we lamented on the fact that Oscars never uh, showcase science fiction and fantasy like they should, but whatever. Uh, we also talked about uh, Predestination, the uh, science fiction time loop film with Ethan Hawke and Sarah Snook, newcomer Sarah Snook. And we talked about TV shows. We talked about 12 Monkeys, Sci-Fi Channel's newest um uh, series venture and we had a pretty good discussion about how sci-fi channel is doing what we're happy about what we're kind of missing from the original sci-fi channel uh when it first started uh we also talked about other tv shows that were coming out stuff that uh came out helix uh came back and you know we talked a little bit about uh sleepy hollow gotham stuff like that um, here's on our blog, geeksoulbrother.com, news, reviews, and trailers, of course. And, uh, find the podcast in iTunes and Stitcher. And if you do, rate and subscribe. We'd love that. And just to let you guys know, of course, uh, there's a little bit of language. So, you know, just a little bit of warning if there are any kids around or something like that. Have a little bit of language in the, uh, podcast. Other than that, hope you guys enjoy it. You take care. Peace. It's a Japanese only product. What is with Japan in that movie? It is ridiculous. Every, literally every citizen in Japan now, if you go by the sales charts, owns a copy of Frozen. Ugh. Literally every single one. They're all reverse weeaboos. I know. That's funny. All right. Let's start this bad boy. See what we got here. Got our notes. Okay, we'll talk about we'll talk about Oscars during the uh, news. Jonathan can bring it up whenever. Well, I was going to lead in, so <laughs> yeah, that's fine. We, we can talk about that for a few minutes. And the three, and the two, and the one. <laughs> Everybody. This is Geek's Old Brother, and I'm here with my nerdy Vems. We're coming at you live from the Cosmos, bringing news and reviews from the Geek Old School. We're here to spray a little Afro sheen on the Geek scene, put a little funk in the final frontier. On Tuesdays, which is today, of course, we focus on movie and TV shows. Sometimes we do special topics. We had a nice little show last week uh, with Mike Lick doing her fan film about stories, so check that out. Uh, come join us 10 p.m. Eastern every Tuesday night for some lighthearted work. What? 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 Man, you can't inter- you can't you can't interrupt the intro, man. <laughs> I heard kill- you're killing his funky fresh flow. Yo, <laughs> yo. I heard something. I didn't say anything. 
Yeah, it, what, I don't even know what. It was probably on. Shumara. It's always Shumara. It's always Shumara, even though she's not here. <laughs> so, uh, so you guys out there, check out the blog GeekSoulBrother.com. You can find news, reviews, and trailers, thoughts on things in the geek universe. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Google Plus. If you have any comments or questions. Email us at geeksoulbrother at gmail.com. And if you want your nerdy news, definitely follow on Twitter and Facebook, Five Nerdy Venoms, that's F-I-V-E, Nerdy Venoms, uh, for all your news, all your nerdy news uh, from the private and the rest of the nerdy Venoms. And tonight, we got a few things going on. We're going to talk about some TV. We're going to talk about uh, 12 Monkeys, Sci-Fi's new show coming back. We're going to give you guys a review of uh, Predestination with Ethan Hawke. And um, I forgot her name. Sook, I think, is the last name of the actress in there. And um, and we're going to talk a little bit in the news. We're going to talk about these uh, crazy Oscar nominations uh, that they got going, which, of course, they snub all of our favorite actors of uh, and, and movies of science fiction fantasy. But whatever. It's the Oscars. They don't look at that stuff. That's right. We're hating on you. <laughs> but first let's introduce the nerdy vims we got toby wan kenobi on the call okay something was said I heard, I heard, it sounded like the tail end of regular show but it's hard to say that, that would have even harder than my delivery last week. That would have been nice if it was turned up a little bit, Toby. Yeah, yeah it would have, yeah. But you're Not real yet. low. You're real yeah. low, brother. <laughs> Slow and low, that is the tempo. We got the private on call. Call the way out. What was that? It, it, it was bad. It had no fire. It had no fire, no energy, no nothing. You know, I got a show run here, right? And it was pop, pop, pop. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody that was, was the whitest ruby rod ever. Yeah, that was the whitest ru- <laughs> ruby white. Uh, we got uh, we got M Dog on the call. My fellow Americans, I come to you tonight with an important message. Uptown funk you up. Uptown funk you up. Hey, what? <laughs> that was also follow. <laughs> that was also the whitest funk. <laughs> Oh, that was the whitest Obama ever. <laughs> whitest Obama ever. We got uh, we got JD on the call. I don't know what that was, but your tin can sounds awful. Yeah. So, so tonight we are had. So basically, we had the two whitest black impersonations and two low, uh, low audio. Low yeah. audio. Well, let's. Well, I just want to do the the repeating thing. Um, uh, I don't know what you're into this week. I just don't. I just don't need to know anymore. Just I don't. <laughs> you want to repeat? Guys, the, the, the next uh, the next donation drive at Geek Soul Brothers to buy uh, JD some taste in music. Oh, JD. Matters while we're at it. JD, now nah, you better you better save that. You better sit on that revenge. 
Embarrassing on that comeback. <laughs> Dalek gotcha. And uh, talking about our cousin from Animation Revelation, we got Lord Dalek on the call. You know, last week I had to be really quiet, but I just found some cheap sunglasses around here. And now I get to talk like this! That was epic. Yeah, Dalek like saves the day with the intros and stuff. We also have Sharita, uh, not on the call, but she's in the background tweeting. We always got to give her credit. Hey, Sharita. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, for listening, for tuning in. We really appreciate it, especially you new listeners. If you don't know already, uh, you can go to GeekSoulBrother.com. You can make a little donation if you like the show, help us out. Of course, as you can see, you can help us out with equipment <laughs> so we can get better intros. Or better um, writers. <laughs> better writers or, or just writers in general. That would be good. Uh, also, you can subscribe. You can find us in You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. And if you do, uh, subscribe to us. Hit that subscribe button and make sure if you like the show or if you have any comments whatsoever, leave a comment on the show. We'd really appreciate it. Five-star rating would be great. That'll push us up in the numbers, so we'd appreciate that. Uh, also, if you want to check out uh, JD's tweets and, and uh, um, Sharita's tweets, uh, JD, a.k.a. Twitterella, you can follow it live on Twitter. Just uh, use the hashtag GSB Podcast. You can follow everything. So we appreciate you guys and you longtime listeners. Of course, we appreciate you guys. And of course, if you've been listening to the show, you know what comes next. We got the news. And a lot of attitude. <laughs> <laughs> Coming to you from the planet Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> so Doctor Who started doing the news. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, sorry, I was distracted for a minute with Black Twitter uh, losing their damn minds over the State of the Union address. So, sorry. Uh-oh. No, for good things. I mean. Anyway, we begin tonight with the nominations for the, of the 87th Annual Academy Awards, which were announced on Thursday. Uh, Birdman and Grand Budapest Hotel each received nine nominations, with Imitation Game receiving eight, and Boyhood and American Sniper tied with uh, six. Uh, Interstellar, Guardians of the Galaxy, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, Captain America, Winter Soldier, and X-Men Days of Futures Past also received nominations in the usual technical categories. Yeah. However... The biggest news did not come from what was nominated, but really what was not. Uh, noticeably uh, missing from the nominations was Selma, only securing two nominations for Best Picture and Song. Uh, in fact, it was noticed by several people that there was a considerable lack of ethnic diversity in this series nominees. You know, it's the sad. I mean, the one thing to not to snub Selma for Best or not, it wasn't snub for Best Picture, but like Best Actor and Best Director and all that. It's another thing to announce this on Martin Luther King's birthday which, which is right. what they did all right first of all before y'all start talking who saw selma uh i was going to see it this weekend actually i what 
I was going to see it this weekend. Actually. I didn't ask who didn't. I asked who okay. saw Selma. Uh, gotcha. <laughs> I yeah, planned to see it. How about that? <laughs> um, because so because although I uh uh Yellowell was hmm. great in the part, and don't get it twisted, he he played King great. And the movie was great. I think it deserves a nod for uh, Best Picture. Duvernay probably deserved a nod for uh, Best Director, but um, I think the best directed film this year was uh, Captain America Winter Soldier. (laughs) Who cares about that? Yes, they they don't really care about that. Uh, comic book movies or no, any kind of genre movies for that matter. No, they don't, but I'm serious. I think looking at the Winter Soldier and looking at the acting versus the stunts and so forth, if you talk about the job of a director, I think those brothers did an excellent job uh, yeah. bringing Captain America to life. No, absolutely. And then, and then you have like a movie that's going to win, which is like, um, I mean, let's face it, it's pretty much going to be the imitation game now, but... Uh, that movie was pretty much directed on autopilot. There is no distinctive feature about it whatsoever because it's been done to death. No yeah. <laughs> I was speaking to the private about this earlier, and something needs to be done with all these biopics that are just nominated continually. Right. It's There's too many of them. I'm sorry, but it's like you can only rehash the past so many times. You need to, I don't know, maybe segregate them out of Best Picture completely so they can't take up all the nominations uselessness. So, so like by, so are like the same situation as the best animated feature. Yeah. I so mean you know, you can, that way you can like you know you can segregate Selma out of it and some of the others. You're, funny you're talking about Selma then mentioning segregation. <laughs> yeah I'm kind of <laughs> we're gonna segregate. They can belong in their own little group, you know, I mean they're separate but equal. George Yes, a biopic category. I mean, because, like, I mean, it just is painfully torturous to have all these biopics in Best Picture. I mean, it's like you're rooting out, like, you know, original concepts and themes in place of, like, you know, biographies of people. You know, we don't typically learn anything new from biopics. But but it just makes... And at the worst, we end up with something horrible like Shakespeare in Love winning Best Picture. How the hell that happens, I still don't understand. (laughs) Love is not technically not not a biopic. It's just a weird comedy that had Shakespeare in it. It's close enough to one though. It's about a person who probably existed. But Emdal, the whole thing is the biopics are the things that get the Oscar nods. You know, I know, but they're not innovating. They're not doing anything unique. I mean, it's just no, they're not. But they're 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 getting. You know, between the cinematography and the, I mean, at the usually worst, I good mean, at, acting, like at the best, they're like a heartstring draw. It's like, oh, the king's speech. Exactly. That's Ugh. why. That's why. Because because yeah. it's pulling on it's the like, heartstring. Put them into their own category. Let like you know. No, it's about just going to make shine. the show. It's going to make the show Lord. longer. No. No. <laughs> It'd be like the Hunger Games of, the, of the yeah. Hollywood. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I mean, if you chunk out all the biopics, you'll have room for all these movies that get snubbed in the process. Well, yeah, speaking of snubs, uh, we also had a, a, quite a few snubs as, along with Selma. Uh, of course, the Lego movie being the biggest one being snubbed for animated feature, not even making it. Yeah, it got snubbed for the crappy East Takahata movie nobody saw. 
Uh, also, Gone Girl, Nightcrawler were also snubbed for the most part. Uh, each yeah, got now, like a nomination of two. Now everybody talked about Gone Girl. Everybody talked. Yeah, about I mean, Gone how the hell does Gone Girl get a snub? I mean, it's like they, you know, Selma or the Imitation Game not in the way it would have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the thing about Gone Girl is I could live with the snub because at least they dominated. Um, uh, well, what's her name? Uh, the, oh. the Gone Girl. Yeah, Rosamund Pike. Rosamund Pike, who gave probably I she I think she's probably going to win because she gave probably the most impressive performance by an actress I saw this year. Um, But she didn't win during the Golden Globes, unfortunately. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, well, the Golden Globes are 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 bought and sold. You knew that. Yeah, Yeah, they're pandering at best. I mean, Hollywood's boring. (laughs) Boring film critics. I mean, you know they're up to no good. I'm tell wow. I'm gonna tell you what I am glad about. Just from the trailer, I had I I felt that Julianne Moore would would give a great performance in that Still Alice movie. You know, mm-hmm. I ju- I just saw the trailer and I was like, yo, that that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. And I figured it would um I figured it would get some notice. I I didn't know that she would get nominated, but I hey she. <laughs> I'm just saying, and Meryl Streep. Remember, I told you guys, uh, uh, Into the she Woods. Always, yeah, she always gets something though. No, <laughs> yeah, I'm so worried about that. I'm, I'm sorry, man, but she deserves every like, like yeah, she always gets awards, but she continually kills it, you know. And she killed mm-hmm. it in Into the Woods as a witch, and I'm just like, yo, I, I'm, gla- I'm oh, glad. I'm glad. I, I think I'm the one. I'm not denying that. Yeah, I, I, I don't deny that. I mean, she is one of the best actresses out there, and she has been consistent over her career. So, Jeez. I think the one nominee I'm, like, really happy for, I mean, it's, like, the person he would have never suspected is J.K. Simmons getting a Best Supporting Actor um, nomination. I mean, he's... J. Jonah Jameson. I, he's been a background player in mm. so many things forever. Yeah. And he's also an insurance pitch man. And the fact that, like, you know, he finally gets, like, you know, an Oscar nomination... Right. It's just so cool to me. I mean, he went from being a Nazi who gets pooped on the face in Oz to this. <laughs> what was he nominated for? He was uh, nominated for Whiplash. Oh, Whiplash. Yep. Uh, yeah, uh, Best Supporting Actor, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Best Supporting yeah. Actor. And also, Ethan Hawke, like, you oh, know, 10 years nope, later, best, finally yeah. gets another Best Supporting Actor uh, nomination as well. Oh. And Robert it, Duvall it, also became the oldest uh, nominee uh, at 87. Really? Mm. Yep. Wait, oldest male nominee? Because what about the lady from Titanic? Yes, no, oldest male nominee. Oh, okay, I was about to say she was like her nineties, oh. wasn't she? So, so he's so he's older than Christopher Plummer now. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Uh, it, it, to me, the, the the nominations basically were a lot of good things and a lot of bad things all rolled into one. I, I you know, I'm I'm happy. To see something like Birdman, who everyone's talked about and everyone has seen and is, is raved for, and for good reason, uh, you know, is being honored, and, and, and I hope it, and I hope it wins. I and, really do. And here, and all that goes right against your argument of the biopics and not nominating something original. Birdman was original. Oh God, yeah. Birdman was. I mean, you know, I, I, I am did anybody see? Uh, I don't know if any, any of you guys saw it. Uh, I need uh, to. I've like heard a ton of good things about it, and I just keep thinking of seeing. I guess I haven't had a chance to go to the movies lately. No, we're all about sci-fi fantasy, man. That's yeah. it. I am I like disappointed in uh, Bradley Cooper's best acting nomination. I, 
better that had gone for him playing Rocket Raccoon and uh, American Sniper. <laughs> no, 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 come on. I, to, to me, it's like he, baby, he's shown his first Baby, he, I'm coming home. I'm coming uh, home. I'm coming home. He's shown his first point. Enough with your stupid I'm coming home. Yeah, that didn't that that didn't compare to uh, rac- Rocket Raccoon talking about he made being the He about a raccoon losing his best friend's tree. That's yeah. a that's an acting accomplishment. Yeah. Whimpering yeah, well, over your baby you, and your ro- horrible robotic child is not. Uh, an you 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 realize that wasn't actually him acting, right? That was in terms of it. You know, it was an actual raccoon and uh, uh, you know CG, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, so I'm just making sure. <laughs> I thought he was in a suit. <laughs> <laughs> he miniaturized him like in the uh, like a Willy Wonka. I, I thought, thought it was I thought they genetically altered him, and he actually was a raccoon. Yeah, especially <laughs> with that, especially with that speech he gave about being chopped up. What was you? Yeah, he spent he spent months in a dumpster behind the 7-Eleven getting his roll down for raw. <laughs> just right. Wow. Him several times. Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, last time everybody, everybody generally agreed on what won the Oscar. Was it, uh, was it 20, was it like 2008? Who? Return of the King or something? Uh, oh, Return of the King. Um, Slumdog Millionaire? Oh, oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, yeah, that heart springer. <laughs> and 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 just to, just to go back and mention what Jonathan was saying about the lack of uh, people of color in the in the nominations, I I do agree there probably could have been more. But then again, la- the 2013 had a lot of films with uh, a lot of black people. It's as, as what's her name from uh, something in the <laughs> wild, creatures hmm? oh, of the southern wild or whatever. Bruce Wallerspleen. No, no, no. He's he's talking about uh, uh, his weather sport. No, you're talking about the Southern Wild. Uh, um, yeah. The, and then uh, what's his name? I'm the captain now with his bad teeth. Right, with his bad teeth. His teeth should have been put up. He was. He was not mad. I think he won. No, I said his teeth. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, but there were in 2013. There were a bunch of uh, films with a lot of black. Uh, a bit, you know. Black cast, yeah, this year black white roles. Actors it was a lot of white that's, actors. That is their excuse that oh, we gave it to we gave it to Twelve Years a Slave. Now we can have a bunch of white people movies. <laughs> it's like we gave it to her and Gone with the Wind. We don't need to give them anymore. No, my point being that Selma is mainly the only film with a black cast. I mean, you can't count Annie. You know, I mean Cameron Diaz. I think I, I think maybe one of Jamie Foxx's songs should be nominated in the uh, uh, song. Category. Oh God, why? <laughs> wow, because it was good. <laughs> I, mean, I, I thought they didn't write, same thing, though. They didn't write any new songs for any, just like the old ones from like the seventies. He sang the crap out of that. Whatever it was, it was one of them songs that killed him. But if everything is awesome gets snubbed out of best song, though, that's, that's when we riot. But one thing that we did, what about Interstellar? Did it? Did do you guys think it should have been nominated for anything else other than? I uh, don't think. Well, I I think maybe they should might have given Nolan a nod for best director because it's a very well directed movie. It's not a good movie, but it is a very well directed. My point like exactly. Nolan movies, yeah. then. Or cinematography, or at least cinematography. Did you give yeah. cinematography? Hold okay. on. Now they yeah, were no, the no, it didn't get for 
said they were saying that it was the Academy Awards fault for the movies that were being nominated. It's that there wasn't enough black movies or black. Uh, well, that's what I just said. That's, that yeah. that was uh, what Geek Soulbrother was saying. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. but again, the Academy Awards could only go with how many black movies there were this year, and let's see, Annie, Selma. Uh, well, so you know what? This goes back yeah, right. to uh, this goes back to a discussion that uh, Alice Wong and I have have had back and forth on Twitter. Uh, you know, you know, it goes back to what the really Scott said about putting other, you know, people who are, uh, you know, not, you know, ethnicity, someone that doesn't have a name, you know, to a movie, so it doesn't, so it sells in the, you know, sells in another market. It, it is kind of it's kind of upsetting that you know Hollywood does not develop a more diverse uh, role of of actors and actresses. Well, I mean, they, they want to, I mean, but when you have like you know, they don't the back up with or whatever other country. They don't. They don't want to. They're doing Ghost in the Shell. What are they doing today? Well, I mean, like you have to look at the backers. I mean, like I mean, like you know, like you have people in whoever country. It's like, who's this guy you're giving us? Who's this? Person. We know this white person. Put them in it. Yeah, I mean, that's what know. happens. Yeah, you know, people and, in other and, countries are doing the same thing. I mean, you have like German backers, or you have backers from Spain, or did you just China did you just I mean, did like, you China, just use China the China word said, colored? <laughs> colored green. Uh, <laughs> China's been financing uh, movies left and right, and all their movies seem to have white people leads for some reason. No. <laughs> White, other than like, to get away from colored. No one, one the one of the problems is putting putting a person of color, you know, that's a great actor in a particular lead, you know, um, uh, of of an interesting movie. The other thing is um, making interesting films. Like there's a bunch of scripts with, you know, people of color as leads. You know, a bunch of stories with uh, uh, dealing with people of color. Um, they just don't, you know, they, they don't want to sell and they can't sell, you, you know, it's not yeah. like they can't sell. It's, yeah. you know, it's a good story or whatnot, but on the other side of it, there, there is a problem with the audience. The, the, the more black people there are in a particular movie, the less white audiences thinks it's for them. You yeah. know, it's fortunately Selma is attracting, uh, both sides. Well, I mean, it's a biopic, so it has that. Right, it's a biopic. It's you know that everybody loves King. That kind of color barrier easily. Everybody but then they, that, but, that Chris Rock movie. Yeah, exactly. Top five though. I mean, everyone oh, I was raving about that. Five. I've heard it's hilarious. It is yeah. hilarious. It's an awesome movie. It's, I I find it to be one of the best films of 2014. Personally, I would have given it, I, I I would given Chris Rock a nod for uh, directing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I I loved how that movie was shot. How it was directed. It, right. it was. It was really well made in, in, in that respect. It was definitely well, in the lines of a Woody Allen type. Yeah, thing. no, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. it's sort of like the slippery slope. I mean, you say, oh, there weren't enough black, there weren't enough movies with black people this year, so we couldn't recognize them. Well, when all your, when the bulk of your movies star British people, they were made in England. <laughs> even, Brit even, even British black people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you have a bunch of British people playing Americans in movies. What's that telling you? <laughs> but, but, yeah, really. but it's also not, you, you don't want to go on the other side and say, well, let's just nominate this because it's a black film and we just need to mix things yeah. up. You don't want to do that either because that's a, uh, 
Yeah, yeah, you know, that's, uh, that's it, it takes I mean, away from also, the accomplishment of the film, essentially. Exactly. I mean, the pro- the also, the problem is, I mean, your voting pool is made up of a certain group. I mean, it's older, white, typically male people. I mean, yes, there's a lot of academy voters, but I mean. Yeah, the head of the academy is a black woman. Right. Yeah. I mean, but that doesn't help the fact, like, you know, you have there's a numbers game going on, basically. But there's a yeah. problem. I mean, especially after that, what was it, Hollywood Reporter or Variety article last year where the guy, like, basically ran down how he went through a voting ballot and said, I don't know this, I don't know this. It's like, I guess I'm going to this, I'm going to vote for this. Right. Like, a lot and of these people you, aren't familiar with what they're voting for. That's the other thing. Which is why yeah. we don't need, we don't get our own movies, our, you know, sci-fi fantasy films that are deserving, that we think are deserving. It's the same reason. It's these old... It's these old white guys, mostly, yeah. you know, that uh, end up voting for things that they consider, you know, artistic. I mean, it's almost having whatever. open voting pools instead of, like, you know, closing it off to whatever uh, the field is. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that's how, for those who don't know, that's how the, the that's how they find, the, you know, they screen and, and get the nominees for the, for the Oscars, that it goes in the individual pools of what they're being nominated for. So, for instance, you know, best actors. It goes for the actor. You know, the Academy members are actors. Mm-hmm. Director, same thing. Uh, producer. You know, best picture. It's like a, it's like a combination of different people. You know, stuff like that. So, right. Well, right. the the other problem is is that they ram all these movies into one time of the year, and yeah, except yeah. for Grand Budapest, Budapest Hotel was much That's earlier. A year ago, I predicted right? months ago that Lego Movie was going to get released. I, the fun thing about that is, I mean, the the world record holder for the earliest released movie that won an Academy Award, which was in February of 1991, was The Silence of the Lambs. And that was a horror movie, and it won the Oscar for Best Picture over a year later. Mm. Wow. Wait, didn't Coraline win for Best Animated Picture, and it came out in January, or did it get um, did it, uh, not win that? Uh, it was, it, that was a Pixar year. Yeah, it was oh, a Pixar year. Well, that's I'm 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 done with the Oscars. <laughs> As always. <laughs> Overall we're done with the Oscars. Moving on. If you're done with the Oscars, we also have another uh awards uh thing going for you. Uh Wednesday the nominees for the worst films of two thousand fourteen were announced and that of course is the thirty fifth annual Razzies. Uh Transformers Age of Extinction led the nominations with seven <laughs> while Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas and Legends of Hercules tied with six. Mm. Also nominated were The Expendables 3, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and A Million Ways to Die on the Web. I'm disappointed Left Behind got snubbed, I'll tell you. Transformers definitely should win. Poor Nick yeah. Cage doesn't get an award. Yeah, well. Uh, at the TCAs of... Oh, go ahead. I think Nick Cage is actually banned from the Razzies because he's won so many in the last decade. Yeah, it's just like he's a he's, he's, been he's a ringer. Yeah, he's a ringer. <laughs> he's won more Razzies than Catherine Hepburn won Oscars at this point. My man wow. gets no credit. He knows yeah. how to pick those bad movies. Yeah, I know. He knows how to pick them. I love uh, at the TCAs. Uh, Fox announced that Gotham Empire and other series have been renewed for another season. However, concern was shown over the performance of Sleepy Hollow and how serialized it has become. Uh, yeah, was good. Uh, yeah, I think we have a whole episode talking about how Sleepy Hollow has kind of taken a downward slope this past season. I, I like this past episode, though. So the, I was Did it improve? To... I kind of tuned out. Yeah, yeah it's it somewhat improved. improved. Yeah. It's going to improve. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was... They only have five shows left, so. 
it's going to improve. I, I guarantee you. There's only five you. shows left? Yeah. Yep. Oh, this season. Yep. It's only 18 Shoot. episodes this season. I guarantee uh, you it's getting they better. They back pretty quick because this time last year, um, the following came on in January, and now it's holding off until March. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, also, it was discussed that the uh, broadcaster showed interest in not only uh, renewing 24 without Keeler Sutherland involved, but also rebooting uh, X-Files in Prison Break. That's right. Why? Are they really going to reboot X-Files? I thought that well, was just like talk. Well, they're yeah. talking. They they are talking about it. They show interest in it, although that's all they have all right at this Don't point. Don't do it. You already saw the last time they rebooted X Files. Nobody cared. They already <laughs> rebooted. They already rebooted X Files in the comics. They're on. Uh, they're doing X Files season nine over at IDW, yeah, who yeah. does like comics for every licensed thing in the world nowadays. Did you say they were, Did you say they're rebooting Prison Break as well? Uh, the, yes, they're looking into doing that as well. Yes. Why would you reboot Prison Break? The main protagonist died in the final episode. I mean, it seems like getting really weird how, like, they're rebooting stuff well, that came a, out, like, you know, less than five years ago, like Heroes and now Prison Break. It's like, yeah. really, there's no original idea you can just pick up. I mean, are people that fond- remember Prison Break that fondly that they want to see you it You know, again? they keep Man, giving you guys... Movies. Come on. They keep giving <laughs> you guys original stuff, and then you don't watch it. Yeah, well, they're original stuff is shit. Wow. <laughs> yeah, almost human was shit. Okay. I mean, when they give us something like Mulaney, I mean, that was like pure garbage. <laughs> yeah. oh, so I, anyway. you know, that, that, that was the poorest excuse for a Seinfeld show I've ever seen, man. Oh, God, and they were so confident about it. I remember, yeah. like, reading everything. It's like, Fox is super amped about it. There was good, positive results. It comes on, it's just pure trash. Yes. Uh, Amazon has officially thrown the gauntlet at Hollywood. Uh, the company announced yesterday that they will produce and distribute 12 films in 2015, both digitally and in theaters. <laughs> yeah, this is going to work about as well as, as a Starbucks movie venture. Wow. Well, really? You went there? You went there? <laughs> well, well, you, you got to remember, I mean, did anybody see Akeel and the Bee? No. No. I saw that. That's a good movie. Thank you. <laughs> Mdell saw it. Char- that was a charming Actually, no, movie. I, did I really enjoyed it. It was on Disney yeah, Channel, I, and I watched it. Mdell yeah, saw a black film on Disney Channel, not theatrically. There you go. Yeah, but I remember uh, either Ebert or Siskel before he killed over uh, talked about he liked it. Mdell yeah. saw a film with colored people in it. I, I wow. see them. Well, he watches the colored. <laughs> 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 oh man. Uh. THR is reporting that Orphan Black star uh, Tatiana Maslany and Rooney Mara are testing for a role in the, myster- in the mysterious stand- Star Wars standalone film. Uh, producers are also looking at Felicity Jones as well to be in the film. Nah, Ms. Lang's going to play all the parts. Yeah, exactly. Uh, is Fox disappointed with Chronicle 2? I, I, I mean, sorry, Fantastic Four remake. Uh, <laughs> I mean, cool. <laughs> Bleeding Cool is reported that that studio dick are not happy with the film, uh, that it feels more like Trank's uh, sequel to Trank's 2012 uh, film than the Fantastic Four film that they wanted. What, and really? they, have, really? they have ordered reshoots already costing millions of dollars. Uh, you better believe that Fox has since spun the story, downplaying any concern that there could be, that there could be by saying, hey, reshoots happen. Just give it back to Marvel already. No one wants to see another Fox uh, Fantastic Four movie. You had two times yep. already. And give back uh, X-Men, too. 
because yeah. the yeah. Fantasy, yeah. So, even though that's the their Marvel's first family and all this history and stuff, the Fantastic Four are kind of shit. Yeah. No, also, I I uh, the first two films are they, shit. They were crap, but that would have been enough if they were good. That would have been it. That that would have been our Fantastic Four. We could have moved on to other, you know, groups and stuff. You can't keep re yep. can't keep making uh Right. Yep. I mean the only positive I can spin on that was Michael Chiklis was basically the perfect version of the thing. And yeah. well, no, I liked uh, Chris Evans as, as Johnny Storm. Also, I, think, I mean, thankfully the movie series failed, so Chris Evans could move on to becoming Captain America. That was like the other positive of the movie. I thought it, I thought um, I thought Evans was too old for Johnny Storm. I wanted oh, too old, man. but he was perfect. I mean, yeah, he was he was okay. And we also had what's her name being Sue Storm in the ho- most important don't ever mention ever. Yeah, don't don't ever mention that again. Please. Well, this has been going on for Sue years. Sue Storm. I mean, every- <laughs> With the Fantastic Four, every cartoon they've had has sucked in some way. Um, yeah. The, the, you have the no, Corman, no. Roger the, Corman the, movie. The, the anime joint wasn't bad. Oh yeah. God, the Roger Corman movie. God. The anime uh, joint speaking bad. of bad decisions, uh, Escape from New York uh, remake is looking like it's going to happen. That's uh, the that's legal issues. Can it start Liam Neeson, please? <laughs> <laughs> the legal issues which which have kept the project from proceeding have been resolved, and the project will move forward at Fox also. So. That sucks. Who's that, that would who? be awesome if like Liam Neeson would play Snake Plissken's dad. No, but who are they going to get Duke in New York? They, they're they not going to get anybody to replace uh, whatchamacallit. Or Rumble? No, uh, no, no, Duke. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, Vakata. Yeah. Uh... A couple of unfortunate passings over the last few days. Uh, Russian singer Origa, who was featured in the Ghost in the Shell standalone complex soundtrack, uh, and other animes and games have passed away uh, on Saturday due to lung cancer. She was 44. Uh, also, martial arts actor Darren uh, Shalavi, who appeared on Arrow, Mortal Kombat Legacy, and several other films and series, has died today due to unknown causes. Uh, he was 42. Mm. Mm. That's oh. terrible. That's young. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Quick. You needed to hear that. Few, yeah. Quick few. Uh, quick more. Few more uh, news items. If you're worried that Finn and April will not be in Sharknado three, do not worry. Iron Daring and Terry will be reprising their roles in the film. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, Lucy Laws and Stuart Townsend are joining season two of uh, of the Witch series Salem, so they'll be in there. Uh, not that we didn't know this already, but Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart will not be appearing in future X-Men films in the foreseeable future. Uh, Tom Hardy dropped out of Suicide Squad. The studio is now eyeing J- Jake Gyllenhaal to replace him. And this will break uh, El Camino's heart. The sequel to James Cameron's Avatar has been delayed until 2017. Oh, no. <laughs> no tall blue chicks for you, baby. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bit of a late-breaking item here. It has been announced that the sequel to World War Z will now no longer be a sequel to World War Z. Apparently, <laughs> is it a remake? Are they going to make it part three? Apparently, they say they're going. They're going with a different direction with the plot. It will not be a direct sequel. Didn't you just scrap and do what they did with the book? Anyway. So yeah, they're going to do a remake, basically. Yeah, basically. Uh, and finally. A man was protected from a venomous snake bite by his stormtrooper armor. Yeah. <laughs> awesome! That's uh, what the armor is good for, because it can't take a laser blast. 
though. Uh, an Australian man was bitten by a reptile by the reptile during his trek across the continent on for charity, uh, where he thought the snake was dead on the side of the road. When the man got close, the snake attempted to bite him in the shin, which was protected by his by the armor. Uh, it goes to show you that stormtroopers can't be protected from something. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Me and me and Geek Soul Brother was just talking about that, man. No snake bite for me. Also shows that uh, stormtroopers are. Also shows they're just as stupid as they are in Star Wars. Oh, I like Reach reach for comments. man can only think. <laughs> anyway, for more news. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, for more news and commentary from the Five Nerdy Venoms, check out our Twitter feed at Five Nerdy Venoms. That's F I V E Nerdy Venoms. Our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Five Nerdy Venoms. Again, F I V E Nerdy Venoms. And that is your news for this Tuesday evening. I cannot do the Wilhelm scream to save my life. I'm sorry. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you, Private. Uh, I think we got Bison on the call. Let me uh, let me check who's in here. Hey, Bison, is that you? Uh... That you calling in? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, good evening. Hey, good evening, man. Good evening. Hey, I want to commend the um, the nerdy venom with the um, rundown. That was a lot, and he really covered a lot of territory. So I want to get kudos to him for that. Oh man, there was more. I just like I had to edit it down. <laughs> <laughs> the private always has a, a a cache of news as long as you're on. But uh, he does a good job. He does a great job uh, uh, giving us a giving us a highlight. Yeah, I know. Marvel had a Secret Wars event today, later this I mean, this afternoon. So, um, you know, there's just so much within the last week. It's just been kind of overwhelming. But yeah. one thing I do want to say: mm-hmm. do not sell Amazon short on this movie making thing. I, I, I'm telling you, that's it's going to cross platforms and. I would not sell it short. I, be well, honest with you, I think I would. this may I, be I, the I, early death rolls of Netflix. It may be the early death rolls of Netflix. No, I'm just, no, I'm they, tried, they tried with television programming, and none of it worked. They're, they're, Netflix is better with their television, their original television-type programming. And they might, if... <laughs> I don't know why Netflix chose to do uh, Crouch of Tiger, Hidden Dragon 2, but... Um, the fact that they are trying that as a theatrical release, um, I don't know. Netflix has some balls, man. Amazon, I, I think they're catching up with the storytelling. I, although um, their newest show, I think well, Transparent know, is you know, really one good. of their shows won a Golden Globe. Uh, Transparent, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, this is the first time ever none of the um, major networks won a war. It's all going to cable and now to um, streaming services. So, right. and I just can't tell Bezos short. I mean, he, he bought the Washington Post. I mean, he, I mean, yeah, I'm a net, I'm an Amazon guy. I like Netflix up to a point. Mm-hmm. I think Hulu would, I think Hulu is sort of. Pay, I look at, I look at Netflix for if I want something from the past. If I want yeah. something from right now, the future. I look, I look elsewhere. Right. So I, I'm feeling nostalgic and I want to see. Hey, let me see. I don't know, um, Friends, you know, season two, episode five, I'll go to Netflix. 
See the thing. But, the um, thing with Netflix is that they've been batting, um, they not a thousand, but they've been batting a really good score with Orange Is New Black, House of Cards, and now uh, Marco Polo's getting some pretty good reviews and stuff. It it, it yeah. seems it seems like they know what they're doing. Whereas, like Dalek said, um, Amazon tried several TV shows and they just they just weren't working until the recent um, uh, Transparent and stuff. But I, I agree, man. They, you know, if they start doing some movies, they might be able, they might be able to pull something out. They might be able to do something. I don't know. Well, my my thing is this: it's you know, they're a retailer that focuses on a lot of things, and they're relatively new into this game. Right. So I, I I give if they really serious about it, I give them another couple of years before they're at. Uh, Netflix's level in terms of producing something that is marketable and people will want to, you know, go to, you know, get Amazon Prime just to watch. Otherwise, it's just like, uh, right now, it's just like, uh, who cares, really, for the most part. I mean, transparent, you know, transparency is probably the first, you know, first in, in that series that will get something for them. Mm-hmm. But they just have to keep building from that. Man, I, I I just want them to crush cable and give us a whole nother alternative. Dude, it's happening, bro. And I know, and I'm waiting for it to just just be done with. Well, you gotta yo, get, HBO go. One at a time, people. <laughs> what do you say, Bison? You gotta get sports. That's the low hanging fruit. If you can mm. get that live sports, cable is out tomorrow. Mm. Mm. That's true. What do you say, uh, El Camino? I was saying that if everything goes well for HBO, they're going to become a standalone product by the end of the year. Well, they're already yes, they are in the process. Well, they of have making, HBO yeah, Go. Like in order to have HBO Go, like you have to subscribe to it through your cable company. Right, but right now they're <laughs> in the process of kind breaking of. that tether all together <laughs> and making their own standalone. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you guys subscribe. No, everybody is trying to be everything else. Netflix said they're trying to be HBO before HBO becomes them. Amazon is trying to be both. Um, it, it, it is definitely a brave new world when it comes to media and stuff like that. But it comes down to good storytelling. Like if they, if, if, you know, it's like M Dog said. You know, if they can swing some original stories and do some good stuff, then it works. You know. See, that's the thing. But the, my, my whole thing is, you know, even if you can get them at the price that they're going at, I'd rather, I'd rather get all three of them and just drop cable. That's true. Price wise. That's yep. true. Yeah, you get for, for, for like 30 bucks a month, you'll get a ridiculous amount of between Hulu, Netflix, and Amazon. You'll get a ridiculous amount of entertainment. Please, it's crazy. I mean, unfortunately, we don't get Hulu up here. You know, by normal channels, and you know, dang, Hulu wins this get? I would move. <laughs> no, 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 no. See, there are other ways around that. Yeah, of course, <laughs> there are other ways around it. Like and... getting biscuits? Mm. <laughs> you know, the biscuits thing? No, there's no way around that. That's funny. Hey, I want to give some shout outs. I want to give some shout outs to uh, everybody that's been liking the Facebook page. Uh, uh, DJ Hijack. Uh, Greg Long, Asad, Michael uh, to Jane, 
Ariel Johnson, Gene Martell, Dale Adams, Chris Bell, Laura Macaluso, uh, Clifton Ellis, Mara, Mara Aaliyah, and uh, George Ford, and a few others, you know, a bunch of others. We're getting a lot of um, likes lately, so I, I, I personally, I want to thank everybody out there that's been uh, supporting the page and stuff, and, and liking the Nerdy Venoms page and following that. Really appreciate that. Um, hey, let's move on. We got, um, uh, I did the host for Saturday Night Sci-Fi this weekend, which was good. Did it with, uh, Lisa Bolakaja. You guys can check, uh, her and Hill Your Guest podcast, uh, The Writer's Rant Room, um, on, uh, yeah, just look for, look for it in iTunes and check it out. But we had a good time. Um, it was a host, it was a Korean host that we, uh, that we had live tweeted. And this week we're going to do War of the World, so. That's going to be fun. 1950s, War of the Worlds. And, uh... What, what, what? What? What are you trying to do? War of the World 1950s special effects? It's really the sound effect in all movies. Everyone knows that one. That's that's good. Box office tolls this week. We had American Sniper coming in uh, number one again. Um, uh, was a weekend gross it was 107 million weekend gross. That's not that's not too bad. Um, uh, Paddington came in uh, second at 25 million. We had the Wedding Ringer. I freaking freaking uh, Kevin Hart man. He's in like five movies a year. <laughs> <laughs> He 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 is he is Hollywood suit. He just ran around as Paddington for a while. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. He, he is he is Hollywood's busiest smurf. I I have to say. Yeah, for real. He came in third. Uh, Wayne Ringer came in third at twenty four million, taking three at seventeen. Selma came in uh, fifth place at uh, thirteen million. Then you had Into the Woods, Imitation Game, Hobbit. Um, Night at the Museum and Unbroken came in. Black Hat didn't do too well. Black Hat, oh wow, Black Hat only did four million. <laughs> Black, Hat's a, Black Hat's a travesty. He wrapped in a disaster. <laughs> Black Hat was Shaft. Black Hat four point four million. That's not too good. I I, I don't know if that was a, a, an attempt at a joke or uh... what's that. Uh, what the M uh, what the Dalek just said. <laughs> I didn't hear. <laughs> I didn't hear. That's funny. Um yeah, before we get into uh uh some of the T V twelve monkeys and stuff, um me and El Camino and I think uh Toby Wan and whoever else got the chance to see predestination with Ethan Hawke. Uh-huh. <laughs> And uh, Ethan Hawke, let me find this girl's name, Sook. Her name is something, something Sook. Emily Sook, I think her name is, something like that. Um, I got to tell you guys, did anybody else see it? Did anybody else get a chance to see it? It's on demand, and it's it was limited release uh, last week and stuff. But um, 
No, nobody. <laughs> Sarah, Sarah Snow. I'm sorry, Sarah Snow. So basically, the story was that um, uh, Ethan Hawke plays this agent, this time, this temporal agent, and he's talking to uh, he's talking to this guy that he wants to become an agent, and the guy goes into his story about you know his background story. And um, uh, Ethan Hawke kind of, y- y- you know, talks him into it, and there the story begins. Now, I we can't talk about it without spoiling it because every little piece you talk about will spoil it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's time travel, and it's that, and Yo. it's weird. Yeah, yes. <laughs> when and it's most surprising. It's most it's surprising. Mind, it's mind-blowingly uncomfortable, man. But it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a great, it's a great movie. When I saw... In fact, when I told you guys that I looked at the trailer... <laughs> that I looked at the trailer and one of the... Uh, you know, one of the reviewers in the trailer was like... This is this year's answer to Looper. And you guys were like, oh, please, whatever. They always say that, blah, blah. No. This movie is this year's answer to Looper. If you like yeah. Looper, if you think Looper uh, bent your mind, this movie will bend your mind. Yeah. Yeah, Looper. Once you watch this movie, Looper, it's not even a bend. <laughs> Looper's like, yeah, whatever. Looper, Looper's like a little plane. It's not a bend. You know. It's a walk around the block. <laughs> like, whatever. Time loop? Just one? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, this this film had pretty. First of all, Ethan Hawke played a pretty good role, but yeah. uh, Sarah Snook, um, she played a great role, man. She yeah, did she, her, owned, she definitely owned it, man. She did her thing. Let me not talk. Let, let me not take up the whole conversation about what did this, you guys this, think this about? I'm not. <laughs> what What did you guys say, Toby Wynell Camille? Mm-hmm. What you guys think? About? Man, I honestly don't even know where to begin without spoiling, man. Well, then don't. I'm not not going to spoil it. But if you want, yo, seriously, if you want to see an intellectually provocative movie that's going to blow your mind for a while to come, because I don't see see any other movie touching this for a while and stuff. Time time travel-wise. Yeah, time travel-wise. This is a movie for you to watch. This is yo as far as this yo as far as movies that blow your mind though, it's better yo. I'm yo, Henry, I'm gonna say it now. It's better than Inception. Yeah. What? Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say uh, uh, as far as movies that blow your mind. Yeah. Good night, Fox. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, El Camino. I, I don't know what to say. I just I I uh, I, I can't tell if you're kidding or you're being serious. Or... Uh, you gotta go watch the movie. And we're out of here. <laughs> this movie this movie did to time travel what Inception did to uh, sleep and subconscious. Yeah. 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 But unlike Inception, it threw some other mess in there that just either you're gonna like it or you're gonna think it's the silliest crap in the world. Either you're going to say, yo, that's crazy. Even when you want to say that, your mind still goes, but wait. (laughs) (laughs) That's what's so hot about it. At the end, you still like, but wait. (laughs) Yeah. 
It's on point. It was definitely an interesting film. It had like five twists in it. I only mm-hmm. saw two coming. Um, <laughs> you know, like Man. surprise the crap out of me. I was like, oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah. You're like, I got it. I yeah, got it. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, shit, really? There's really? several old snap moments. <laughs> several. Let me go back. <laughs> Yo, seriously, I had you had to watch that movie back to back just to make sure, just to digest everything, man. Because <laughs> I was like, nah, that did not just happen. And the only the only reason we're not spoiling it is because half you guys haven't seen it, and eventually you will, and you won't. You you know. You, and it you, can't be spoiled. We can't what? say nothing. Yeah. We can so, only say the actors' names. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that doesn't that doesn't not much of an incentive to see it. No, trust it should. No, the incentive the actors, is the actors in it are good enough to see The incentive is if you like time travel films, and I love them, um, and and most of us love them here. If you like time travel films, this is a trippy. You know, this is a time travel film. Like, this will have you thinking about time travel and stuff. Yo, and, and, this is that new roller coaster that just opened up in the park, man. And you got to ride it. You got to. <laughs> and the thing about it is usually time travel films have, you know, these deep plot holes. And you always say, oh, well, if he went back in time or she went, you know, whatever. You know, uh, that wouldn't have happened and stuff. But this film, oh, it kind of handled it in a very sophisticated way. There was just one little plot hole that I saw. Uh, uh, I I wasn't even thinking about it too much, but I listened to another podcast and they were like, they were like, well, you you know, if this happened, then you know, I I don't see how that would happen. So that you know, it was just one little thing, but you you can let it slide. You know, what the crazy, you know what the crazy thing is? Like, the movie really isn't that long, but because they condense so much stuff into that movie, it feels like a two-hour-plus movie. True that. Because yeah, it constantly true. got your mind going. Yeah. Like, every time it's they true. open another door, you just constantly like, oh, shoot, oh, shoot. Oh, yeah. And it was very small cast. The only criticism I got for the film that I have for the film that I think kept it from being a wide release was that the setup for um, Sarah Snook's character was so long yeah. it took up it took up a good portion of the film and I think that <coughs> excuse me I think that um, kind of hurt the film a little bit but other than that I don't know man like you're either gonna like this film or you're not yeah <clears throat> But it is, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely a mind bender. And even if you don't like it, you're going to have to respect it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, moving on. Um, Hold on, man. Let's give it a rating. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll throw my iPhone out there. What do you give it, El Camino? Man, I'm giving it a five, yo. <laughs> if, I can give it more, yo if I could give it more, I would, but I'm giving it a five. You know when he's going to get something to five. He makes sure we don't get past the rating. He's going to do a Dalek. He's giving it a six. 4.97. I'm giving it six cosmic afros. Got <laughs> <laughs> <Get> a five. <laughs> I can see Dalek just standing up with the cosmic afro flag. Just... I broke the... He's like, I broke he the... He stands up straight like the dude from, uh, like... 
he, he stands up straight and tall and proud like in uh, the guys from Attack on Titan. Like you're in the middle of a stadium. <laughs> Toby Wan, what do you hey, give hey, it? Only, only I am allowed to break the Cosmic Afro meter now. Yeah, whatever. Toby Wan, what do you give it? <laughs> I, ne- I never sanctioned it. Your 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 breaks are unofficial. You said I break the cut because you go around stealing afros. Oh. <laughs> wow. What do you give it, Toby Wan? Predestination. Oh. What do you give it? I, I definitely got. I gotta give it a four, man, because it was it was so refreshing. It, it was. It, mm. I'm not gonna say it was the new of new, but I just I just loved the way that they 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 did it, presented it, and. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna give it a four. And I think I'll give it a 4.5 because I felt like it was original. And like I said, the only thing that held me back is the uh, that that lengthy setup that they did. Not that it wasn't needed; it wasn't boring. It just it just kind of took the film from one direction to another. But. So so basically it's a five because uh, El Camino blew, blew the bell curve, giving it a six. So, right, <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. You know we're gonna start throwing those sixes out. We can't be doing that. Remember the gold days when nobody gave anybody they gave anything a five, and then suddenly oh, Dalek gave uh, Days of Future Past a five. Now we have to give everything. a No, five. we were giving broke stuff open a the five. dam. We were giving some things a five, but. Yeah, that's why you went to a It's rare for me to give anything a five because it really has to be a perfect film in so yeah. many ways. But whatever, it's it, predestination. If you guys like science fiction, you you'd be uh, remiss to to uh, not see it. Word up! Watch it before it goes on the Sci Fi Channel, please. Yeah, yeah, no <laughs> commercials. Uh, isn't it for Ethan Hawke's first real Sci Fi movie since Attica as well? I mean, we're not counting the breach of Sci Fi. Well, the purge yeah. is sci-fi. Oh no, because he was in Daybreakers. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Daybreakers. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, sci-fi. it was the same producers as Daybreakers did this film. Um, I, I, I think. About I think it is. Um, no, but but uh, the purge is sci-fi. The purge is apocalyptic future. Eh. Eh. Oh, he's one of those. Meh, 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 meh. Dismissing the lasers. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Anyway, let's move on. Let's move on to uh, some TV shows. So, who saw Twelve Monkeys, and what do you guys think about it? I own Twelve Monkeys. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wow! And y'all said I'm the racist one. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, wait! Oh, I own Twelve Monkeys. You just turned it racist. Yeah, why you gotta be calling? I have actual monkey. What What do you mean by What do you mean by that dialect? What do you, I mean, uh, dialect. What, what do you mean by that, M Dog? What do you mean by that? <laughs> he said monkeys. What do you mean? <laughs> all of all of this house are retro typewriters to write its novel. Mm-hmm. Oh man! He's short like twelve. Just like, it just like that, he stepped on the landmine, blew out his own leg. <laughs> <laughs> I told you there are two rules on this podcast, and one of them is don't call black people monkeys. Because yeah. <laughs> Toby broke that rule a couple times. I had to lash him. At this lashing. I was um, talking about myself. So. Uh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Twelve monkeys. What you guys think about it? It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I actually had the chance to watch the series and then the movie the next day. So the whole, I guess I was able to do a comparison. The whole series? You watched the whole thing? Yeah, what, the movie or the series? <coughs> the series, 12 Monkeys, the TV yeah. series. Yeah, I got, to see, I got to see the first episode on Friday, and Saturday I got to watch the movie. So I was able to, to compare the two in terms of the feel and everything. And I I don't know. I'm liking the series only because of the fact that it's a much smaller scale and it's widening out everything. Mm. You know, it's giving it more space to and time, uh, pardon the pun, to uh, explain stuff. And, yeah, and open up... And open Plenty up the room to pad it out and not have a conclusion. <laughs> Do you feel like it's going in a different direction? Because the twelve somewhat, monkeys, somewhat, somewhat. I think it's going in a different direction, but in a interesting way to me. Because twelve monkeys in the film didn't really mean anything. Exactly. Yeah, yeah it was. It was. A, it was a. It was a red herring. Right, yeah. but twelve monkeys here looks like it means something in the yeah exactly, in the See, which is which is a good thing. It's an interesting. They they've already put it out there in the forefront, mentioning the army of the army of the twelve monkeys. So right. Well, go ahead, Dylan. Okay, well, this is technically the third version of Twelve Monkeys because mm. Twelve Monkeys itself is a remake of Legite. Um, mm. um, and it seems more. It seems like it it's removed all that feeling of oppressive doom that the original film had. That they could literally do nothing. To yeah. Stop this. There is like you could in the original film. It was like you cannot you cannot change the past, but you can bring stuff from the past back into the future to save the future. What le uh, uh well, Legite was basically, they had to go back, they wanted to see if their time travel worked, so they sent him back to the past, because he has this memory of this, some guy getting shot in an airport, and then he gets sent to the future, so they can give him stuff to go back to Paris, so they could save Paris, because it's been blown up by nuclear war and mm. stuff. Uh, there was no virus in Legite, it was just um, nuclear war. Right. Uh, um, but uh, in, in 12 Monkeys, they everything. They already know what has happened. They cannot yeah. do anything about it. They already no. have the message that says, "This is all. You're you're off the wrong creek. Don't do this." No. Um, and basically, what they're saying is, "Get the virus, or else you don't. We'll, we'll kill you." Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But in the series, though, it, it 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 sort of takes that impending doom out, but it adds a bit of a more of a intrigue kind of scenario. It, it sort of replaces one for the other. At least that's how I got the feeling in the first the, this first episode, and that it could go in a lot of different directions. Right, and I think the intrigue aspect that you're talking about it, it works so well on TV as a serialized uh, 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 technique. Yeah. Uh, versus, yeah, they wouldn't have been able to do the movie like that. No, absolutely not. As a TV show, you yeah. know. Well, so. especially in, in how do you, where are you gonna like uh, get a bunch of uh, uh, bunch of animals to run around like constant sets full of snow and stuff? Yeah. No, that wouldn't have been a problem. What are you talking about? CG, CG. Yeah, they they could have done that. Nah, 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 nah. They would have just gotten asylum to do all their uh, 
<laughs> now, what did you guys think? They changed it from Brad Pitt to, um, what do you guys think of, uh, uh, the girl? The, the... Oh, the, yeah. well, the, the thing about the new goings is she's only in it for like two seconds, so we can't really make an opinion. Yeah, yeah but the fact that they yeah. chose her as the nutty, you know, the nutty child of the, uh, uh, of the doctor who ended up d- d- spoilers of course sorry you guys that are listening um the doctor that ended up dying or whatever and his daughter is going to kind of take it over and whatnot that seems like it's going to be a major uh change from the movie also no it is it's, and I, I think it's an interesting change because it's it, it's instead of you know him taking over in the you know in you know the you know the crazy guy you know it, Brad Pitt's character in the movie takes over and wants to you know set the course of uh, of this happening. No, now you have the person who gets the fire. You know she gets she's going to get all this now, mm-hmm. and she's going to. It's basically going to be a back and forth. I think and maybe it, it's rather it's rather kind of interesting how it's going to play out. I find I like it. I like. Did you guys ever see? Um... A show called The First Wave. Yeah, yes. I, I I felt like it was a little reminiscent of that, of the first wave where there's one guy and he's trying to, you know, disrupt this, you know, undercover plan, you know, of, of these other guys, these other uh, this organization. I, I felt like it was that. It'll be curious. It'll, it'll, I'll be curious to see how they go with it. Ah. Give it a few more shots. Definitely give it a few more shots. What about the stuff that came back? What about Helix? Did you guys, uh, what did you guys think about M Dog? Did you see it? Uh, I did not. I uh, missed this episode. You suck, M Dog. So I didn't get to see Trump. You suck. You suck. No, I I wanted you, I, I was hoping that you saw it because you were the one that. I kind of agreed with with uh, Helix ending in first season ending kind of funny. Yeah, you know? yeah. I need to catch up on Helix. I'm gonna sit down and watch that movie. Well, what did everybody else uh, think about it? I I feel like they're going down the road of Lost. Yeah, it it, it, it threw me for a loop on uh, that. You know, the, this first episode. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, uh, what? They get rid of the vampires already? No, well, there's a problem oh. with the vampires. I thought that was the strain. No, it's Helix too. They both have vampires. Oh, okay. They're not really vampires. They're just immortals. Yes. With the silver eyes. Yeah, with silver eyes. There can only be one. <laughs> oh, yeah. so now it's first. Actually, oh, there can only be 500. That's Yeah. <laughs> I don't know the two girls with the with the silver eyes. They look hotter with the silver hey, eyes. <laughs> Can I ask a question? Hot. Yes, yes, Vice. Um, let me ask a question with um concerning um sci-fi. Um, do they do everything in house or do they farm it out? Because I just noticed the quality of writing is not. It's certainly it's sort of flatline. I, I just wonder do they have. A studio, and they just sort of farming out, or anyone knows how to how they handle that. I I think that how they ha- how they handle their production is that they give the production company and the developer of the series a set budget, 
and they have to fall within it. For instance, I think that's how they did it with uh, Z Nation because you know it's uh, it's you know it's troll you know anyway. So uh, yeah, I think that's how they did it. From what I understand, that's always that's always how they handle it. It's a combination of that, and then they'll just like you know source out uh, certain properties also. I think they have a small studio because they they did do Battlestar, yeah, um, in house. But I think like like Jonathan's saying, they farm out a lot to Canada, yep. you know, stuff like that. And um, yeah, because a lot of the series that they were developing, you know, they I mean, the, I think the biggest budgeted series that they were funding was Farscape. Yeah. But they were doing that. They were farming that out too, because it was all in Australia. Yeah, yeah. But like I said, that that was like the one that they were that that was like the most expensive one that they were funding, though. But mm-hmm. yeah, it was a production that was in, done in Canada, but they were funding it. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, it was Australia. And all the, the, reason, that, so. the reason I said that is, I'm kind of wondering what network wants to be. I know they want to kind of go back to what they were. But, you know, they try reality TV, they went to wrestling, you know, the sci-fi not paid the bills, the good writing, I mean, it seems to be just the quality of shows has been different. I mean, I'm not going to be all night sitting on sci-fi, but they can be so much more, and I'm just so disappointed. <laughs> they well, can be. I hate one of the biggest things that we have, and we, we agree with over here, is that, you know, once when sci-fi came you know that the channel came forth we just knew we were getting what we wanted as fans it's like our very own channel and i mean a, a lot of us over here on this end is sitting the feeling just like you feel now man. well for me the sci-fi channel basically and i know this is going to be controversial with a lot of people um and i i, I want to point out i love farscape i want to point this out that's not the sci-fi channel basically died the day that show premiered for because it has never been the same way since. If you go back and watch old tapes like 1998 Sci-Fi Channel, it's almost a completely different thing. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. It is unrecognizable. It is, with the exception of, say, doing Twilight Zone marathons every year on New Year's Eve, hmm. and say, there, there is no trace of the old Sci-Fi Channel left. It has died in 1999. It died. You think it, you think it raised the bar to a certain point and then just, like, <laughs> fell, it fell completely? I, think oh, I, mean, I don't know if it was a bar that they raised. I think it was, was greed, basically. Some... I mean, like, you know, sci-fi was only doing so much. I mean, it's like, it's funny, like, you know, from airing Law & Order reruns and Braveheart, so they started doing that. I mean, you had a person I mean... running the channel. I mean, Bonnie Hammer, she admittedly hates sci-fi. I mean, she said so as much. She doesn't understand it or care for it. So, I mean... I... I mean, I remember before sci-fi, I, you know, during when, uh, like, Farscape just started or just before, you, you had series like The Invisible Man that they developed and, and other series that, you know, some of them were hit or miss, but, you know, you know I like The Invisible I like The Invisible Man, and, you know, they bought, they, they brought the rights to a Mystery Science Theater 3000, which, yeah. you know, I always I watched. I ruined that. Which they, which they proceeded to kill three months after a Farscape premiere. So that, once again, you see this domino effect of... Yeah. The problem I've always had with sci-fi of the recent years is that they've never featured good classic sci-fi films. You know, oh. they used to. Oh. 
Yeah, I mean, they can't, basically. I mean, they also don't bring in the ratings, so, you know, instead we get trashy stuff from the Asylum. And and, and you know what? Asylum air. gets the ratings. Asylum. Yeah, I mean, ratings and cost. I mean, like, a good sci-fi movie costs a ton of money, so you air what's in your library, you air what's cheap to produce. I'm not even saying, I, I'm not even saying make a good sci-fi film. I'm, I'm saying show some of the classic sci-fi Yeah, stuff. I mean, that costs money, though. Yeah. yeah, I mean they're 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 so comfortable running a cane from Manitoba every Saturday that you're never gonna see anything good again on like the Sci-Fi Channel. Yeah. I mean, plus, when was the last time they aired Blade Runner? Like ten, seven years ago. Yeah, it it, it really is because you know Sci-Fi has become a redheaded stepchild of sorts because uh, they they never wanted to spend money when it was. Yeah, you know, they, I they mean, just don't want to spend the money. Slowly for it. turning around nowadays. I mean, with all these new shows that they're doing that aren't reality shows. And yeah, aren't they're pushing. Like, yeah, they're pushing. Putting more of a push to it. They're putting more of an effort. I mean, still, you end up with like crap like tension. But it's still, cool. I mean, they're trying. Got to give yeah. them yeah. that. They yeah, are just, trying at least. But they're still stuck really... like Face Off. What do you expect? Face Off does numbers, though. I mean, at least yeah. that's kind of in the genre. No. Face Off. Hey, is I enjoy the, Face uh, Off. No, yeah. Face it's not Off super is super trashy exactly. sci- um, science fiction. Face Off is their brand. Like, it, 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 you know, part of the reality thing they have to do because that's just. I mean, that's the kind of reality show I don't mind. It's not like Bigfoot Hunters or uh, you know people reacting yeah. to ghosts that aren't there. Yeah, which is just ridiculous. Face off, at least, is like here's the process. This is like you know the makeup. This is what we do. I mean, and they throw in a little fake drama here and there. But, yeah, but, but for the most well, part, it's not like you know this trashy show that they're just for. Uh, but sci-fi, yeah, removed from what they would air on Bravo. That's what I'm saying. But sci-fi yeah. is trying now. Like like um, Defiance was an excellent. Uh, 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 pitch, you know, to the to the audience. It it didn't turn out to be that. Oh great. God, it was just a sex filled romp, basically. It didn't turn <laughs> out to be that great, but it, it it's it's definitely something. It's a step in the right direction. It's I mean, a step in the right direction. They're not proceeding quick enough for a lot of us, but they're at least going away from yeah. where they were about five years ago, which was just a total nightmare. Yeah. And in for an ex- and to an extent, I mean, Defiance has turned around a bit. It it, it, it has gotten better. Uh, so like they are making adjustments to current shows that they brought out, and they're really they they are really putting an effort out. I mean, is we, it misguided at times? Yes. Is it still an attempt? Yes. Well, it's still far removed from the days of when you could watch like an hour of Dark Shadows and then or an Alan shows and then what was it, Sci-Fi Trader and in Sci-Fi Buzz. Oh God, Buzz. I loved Sci-Fi Buzz. That was like my favorite show. The SF Vortex. Yeah. That was. And I remember they had that news broadcast from the future that they would air daily, and I can't remember its name. But our yeah. audience is different too. Like, like, like we were saying before, um, Fox and a lot of t- uh, a lot of the uh, mainstream channels, they try to give us something interesting, something original, and the the you know the numbers aren't always there. You know. Yeah. I mean, the problem is like you get into scope creep. I mean, you start off with like a mission plan. For- we're going to be the best sci-fi place in the world. It starts to creep out when that's not working. I was like, well, we're not getting ratings. We need to expand out who will watch this channel. So it's like, you know, you start expanding, expanding, expanding. It's like, you know, loose associations. You're playing Patrick Swayze Ghost. And then, like, suddenly you're playing Braveheart. Yeah. Well, and that's what happens. Day, it's a battle. What's sad yeah. is, um, <coughs> excuse me, what's sad is uh, CW seems to be taking their place. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, CW basically took the mantle of, like, you know, being, like, you know, a sci-fi mm-hmm. network that appeals to young people, which is just an impossible-to-grab audience. Yeah. I mean, if they, yeah. brought, if, they just, if they just brought, like, I mean, if they just brought back uh, Cartoon Quest on Saturday, I think it would be uh, at least stellar, but no. Well, I mean, we'll you also have to a, remember. We'll never see a cartoon on sci-fi again. That's, like, the thing I'll, I'll well, the most. Of. Yeah, really. Well, here, here's the thing. The channel is now owned by NBC Universal. It's become, yes, right. But it's part it's part of that same framework that every other channel of NBC Universal belongs to. NBC has a problem putting out shows because they're going about it in a certain way. For a good example of this is Constantine. They made a decision to put a show that's appeals to young people they're getting rating they're 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 getting ratings for it however it's not the ratings that they want in the demographic they they want the same day ratings that you know like like the old school it's like oh we wanted the same day we want the ratings to be there and they're not getting it what's happening is is that people are you know people are 18 to 34 the 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 main demographic that they want are watching it plus three plus seven. You know, they're watching it three days later or seven days later. I mean, Friday is a terrible day. I mean, it's yeah, the exactly. only day that we go no, out. Not for day. geeks. Well, well, I, not so, well, for I, geeks. I see, what you're, I see what you're getting at there, but I, to elaborate, I mean, to go in a little slightly different direction, uh, I don't remember, I don't know if anybody remembered when NBC bought Bravo in the yeah. early 2000s. Yes. Oh, God, uh, Bravo used to be an amazing channel. And Bravo used to be an amazing channel, and then once NBC bought it, they introduced this brand new show called Queer Eye for the State, Straight Guy, and the network died then and there. It has never Same thing with TLC. Same thing. Yeah, it, it, it basically what it boils down to is is that they're trying too hard, and they're basically... They don't know what they want. No, they're not trying too yeah, they hard. Don't, they're exactly. trying to get as many ratings as they can by going to the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Uh, they have done this and this is before they bought Sci-Fi, so it was still owned by Universal. It was still okay. I mean, it wasn't yeah. showing. Um, but uh, soon, uh, within a year, they bought Sci-Fi, uh, bought Universal, and then within three years, Sci-Fi basically became Bravo Light. Yeah, I mean, you had Bonnie Hammer running it. I mean, she's a woman who hates Sci-Fi, so I mean, it's a problem. Had her running it. Now it's now it's the other guy, and it's it's. Look, it's it's getting better. They're trying. I mean, obviously, Twelve Monkeys is a pitch. It's uh, a step in the right direction. I mean, Felix is definitely. I would, a we step all wish they would move faster, but like you know, networks only move as fast as money lets them move. They're not going to move faster because they 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 like you said they came from the bottom of the barrel. They still have a uh, WWE SmackDown. Yeah, that's I mean, not going away. That's their top rated show. Yeah. yeah. It is. As long as you have SmackDown on your cable network, you're never going to be you're never going to be the same. You're never going to be the same. <laughs> it's been their top rated show forever now, so I mean that's not. You no, know, but they away. were making mistakes for years, and now it seems that. It's I mean, not sci-fi. It's it's syphilis. It's SYFY. Well, they had to change that because they wanted to brand themselves better. Yeah, though. I mean it was a matter of getting away from the sci-fi, like you know, stigma. That was their whole nonsense. No, but yeah. also, also, and also, so they could have a brand name because sci-fi is generic, so they can't copyright right, it or exactly. uh, trademark yeah, it. Exactly. But the truth of the matter is, 
sci-fi is starting to do what all of the networks are doing there's never been this much science fiction and fantasy on tv ever to the point where we don't even have enough time to watch all the shows that they're you know, yeah that absolutely are. so uh, you, you know I, I i'd say give sci-fi i'd say give them a chance give you know let's be patient with them and see they may not return to the glory days but i, I think that they're <clears throat> i think that they're refining uh you know redefining themselves again to to try and be experimental and try to get that mantle you, you know the best sci-fi channel so we'll see what happens um the other the other problem i have with it is basically what what used to be the sci-fi channel has basically turned into bbc america because BBC America is airing all the good stuff that used to be on the sci-fi. That's channel. true. That's true. <laughs> well, I mean, we got all the British actors coming over here. We might as well bring the shows over too. Like, and BBC. Yeah. I mean, and we might as well be annexed to the UK. <laughs> and Star Trek: The Next Generation on BBC America. There is nothing BBC about that show. No, there's not. <laughs> the, the actor. Well. Uh, I don't know why BBC is embraced. I, I mean, the fact that may, maybe it's because of Doctor Who ushered in like all these other um, uh, shows and whatnot. But it's it's just funny that Sci-Fi Channel's grabbing all of their uh, reruns and stuff like that. That is funny. It's a battle between each other. They're just slapping each other's hands. Oh, I got this yeah. one. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, Sci-Fi. It's like Dalek said. I mean, they've been making horrendous decisions for years. And now they're just, and, and like you said, Kisovaler, they're now starting to get their ish together and, and pulling it out. I, I, I personally think it's a little bit too late, but they could still salvage the situation at this point. I think it's way too late if you ask me, but that's just my opinion. I mean, what's the alternative? That they're not sci-fi anymore? They'll turn into something else, you know? And like we won't Esquire have Esquire magazine, <laughs> like Esquire channel. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I mean, there's no alternative. They'll either they'll either be our sci-fi channel, whether whether they're good or not, or they're they'll become AMC, you, you know, where AMC uh, used to show classic movies and now they're showing uh, Breaking Bad and stuff classics. like that, you know. <laughs> no, they're not new classics. They're they're not new new classics. Yeah, I'm sitting there like, what? what? Am I that old? Like. Really? AMC is American movie classics. There's nothing. There's nothing. Uh, it's it's it, they're, they're, no no no. See, there's no. When Turner Classic Movies got the rights to all the movies that they used to show, right? They had they had to rebrand themselves. They had to rebrand. But my point is, my point is that they turned into an entirely different animal. And you know what are we going to get with Sci-Fi Channel? We're going to either have a better Sci-Fi well, no, no, Channel see, over time, well, or I, 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 I or do have to say though different. that that uh, you know, Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer is an American classic. It is a, it's a it's a classically bad movie. So you know, there you go. No, you guys hate on Fantastic Four. They were bad, but you know, there's been worse. Yeah, I still watch it. Oh, I, I, man, I still watch it. it. I'm sorry. I love that Silver Surfer. I, Yo, I, I love how they. I mean, the worst in both Fangirls and the Fantastic Four movies. Who goes what? Yeah, I said both Ghost Rider movies are worse than the Fantastic Four movies. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. 
And let's not forget about Electra. Don't we? No, we let's don't, forget we, about Electra. Yeah, let's, don't mention that. Let's oh, do, that was a movie. Let's do our very best to forget about Electra. Let's move on. Um, uh, this week TV shows we got Black Sails coming back, man. I'm excited yeah. about that. I want to see that. Um, uh, also, King of the Nerds comes this Friday. Never watched that at all. Did not watch that at all. And to remember tomorrow, Arrow comes back. Oh, Arrow's oh. coming back. That's cool. That's it. Didn't Flash uh Flash came back tonight. tonight. He came back tonight, yeah. Cool blade. Yeah. Was it good? Yeah. yeah. Who was the villain? Yeah, it was Captain Cold and Heatwave. Ah, uh, that's what I thought. That's cool. Yeah, that's it was, cool. It was, it, it, it was, yeah, it was awesome because it was nice to see Wentworth Miller and Dominic Dominic Purcell uh, together again on screen. It was just awesome. Oh, that's cool. Jonathan, I'm gonna remember you said that. <laughs> Why? I, I, I remember you said that. Why? It was awesome to see them. That's so, cool. so you're telling me you like Prison Break? Just, just so on the record. I like Prison Break. It got stupid halfway through the third season, but yeah, I, I, I liked it. You know, I, 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 I just want, I just wanted you to go on the record that you like Prison Break. That's it. That's all. Which what, one was you liking Prison Break? Nothing. I like Prison Break, but a lot of people dissed it. I just wanted to make sure you weren't. Why? Why? I I haven't heard too many people he need, dissing it. He needs it. backing. He needs backing. Yeah, I mean, the only time I've heard any dissing about Prison Break was when it, like I said, got stupid halfway through the third season. <laughs> It's a question of your resignation. Talk. Wow. We want information. Who brought me here? Information. Really? What, what's, what's going on here? Radio takeover? I thought my internet died. What the hell happened? So, no. No, it didn't die. <laughs> okay. Uh, somebody's got some, some mess in the background. Um, uh, we also we also got a glimpse of uh, Golden Glider, although we just saw a hand. We didn't get to see her. But. Oh, what? Um, M Dog. Before we get off the show, what's uh, who's in the chat? Oh, it's taking over again. Let's see. Got a life. And we have yeah. Uh, oh, on dark Hannah and since uh, John Boner uh, Muskie. What? <laughs> Dalek, like, I think you got something playing in the background. Somebody does. I think he's doing it on purpose. That's what he's doing. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm back. Okay. Yeah, I feel it. Sorry, I wasn't. <laughs> um, I'm just watching. I'm just watching old sci-fi promo junk. I thought it was. Um, this week in theaters, Boy Next Door, uh, which is you know what you what you what who said it? Private said uh, Del Gaza grew back his fatal attraction. Like her uh, cookie. Yeah, Jeff. Yeah. Jeff Lopez. <laughs> like cookie. Got Mordecai. Back cookies. Got Who cares Mordecai. about Mordecai? No, it looks horrible. Strange Magic, I might see. It, that, that really looks like a, a beautiful. Like, yeah. Really, really, after what he did with us with the with the prequels, you really and, and uh, Red Tails, really. Man, I don't hold that against him, man. 
I hold it. No, that's Jupiter ascending. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's next week's topic, yes. <laughs> next week, actually, I'm changing it. I want us to see Jupiter ascending before we talk about the oh. uh, Wachowski, so I'm pushing it up to uh, February. Next week, we can talk about time travel films, especially since uh, next week's Project Almanac comes out and uh, The Loft and Black or White <laughs> also comes out. So, uh, bless you, El Camino. Um, and that's about it, man. For you guys that are listening, really appreciate it. You know, it's about that time. It's about that time for us to uh, wrap it on up. But uh, you can find us on Twitter. You can find mdog957, Ali underscore she, who was kind of quiet in this episode. She was very quiet. <laughs> she is mad at somebody. She's the only people on Twitter right now. I think that's what's happening. That's good. No, she usually talks to us and tweets. Somebody said something wrong to her. Somebody said something. We'll get in an after show. Well, she told somebody to get some manners at the beginning of the show, so. Oh. I'm still here and I'm still listening. I'm just tweeting. Yeah. She's making a little doll. A little voodoo doll. Somebody. Yeah. Isn't there an app for that? Isn't there a Yeah, that's what she's working on. She ain't tweeting. She ain't tweeting. She make a voodoo doll. Building her voodoo doll. Voodoo doll app. That Canadian voodoo, man. You don't want to mess with that. Uh, we got Howard Toby on Twitter also. Uh, Illuminous, who wasn't with us tonight, unfortunately. Um, Jonathan J. Stone Zero. Real Lord Dialect. Phil Rican, uh, underscore Uno. And Sharita22. Of course, you can get all your news. Just follow FIVE5 Nerdy Venoms. And... Uh, You'll see all of the uh, Nerdy Venom's tweets about the news and so forth. And me, Geek's Old Brother, um, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, definitely. And, <coughs> excuse me, before I get off, but before we leave, major shout-outs to Big Bob Rob, who sent, um, <coughs> excuse me, who sent uh, uh, the Sword of Thundera to me <coughs> today. What? Wait, what's yeah. the word? Wait. Yeah, Thundera? Wait. The picture right did happen. Wait. <laughs> which one? Yo, why is there a picture online? Did you put a picture online? I want to see it. I'm sorry. I was having a coughing fit. Um. So the sword of the moment is it give you sight beyond sight. Yes. I want to see it. <laughs> sword, sword thunder. Does it, does it and... get longer and longer when you say thunder, thunder, thunder? Well, it thunder. does. Thundercats, <laughs> more holes. It does grow no, more holes. Wow. <laughs> Well, that, yeah, of course that'll make something longer. It's not much of a sword as it is a metaphor. Um, <laughs> for a sword. For a sword. Um, he sent no. Me, no, he sent me a sword in, the, 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 you know, the, the plastic sword, the replica and whatnot. He sent me a sword and he sent me um, uh, uh, Chitara. I'm about to figure. say it better be Chitara. Yo, yeah, it's definitely Chitara. With the sword, yeah, that's a metaphor. Yeah. You was right, dialect. Yeah, 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 it was a metaphor, definitely. It was a metaphor. Man. I gotta say, I gotta say Thundercats is the only movie ever made. <laughs> that's funny. That's true. Alright, before I go into another coffin fit, thanks you guys for listening in. Um, uh, remember to donate geeksoulbrother.com or follow us in 
in uh, iTunes and Stitcher. Rate, subscribe, all that. And um, really appreciate it. And you guys have a good night. Talk to you guys later. Peace. Thundercats. Thunder. Oh, okay. Thunder. 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 Oh, it's too long. <laughs> I can't swing it. Not touching. <laughs> Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.